Hello, and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one nerd and weren't one was a wazzle talk about video games. <laughs> I apologize, people. This, this didn't start out well, and it seems to have transitioned into the start of the episode as well. Yeah. Uh, this is the Press the Action Button podcast. My name is Newman. My name is Yusuf. We got a fit of giggles before we started doing this. Yeah, um, Yusuf seems to find it funny that I struggle with breathing. <laughs> you've no idea how much coughs and like throat clearing I have to cut out of you and doing this podcast. Well, I have asthma, so, you know, I can't help that. Nonsense. You know? Um, yeah, it's it's the bane, one of the banes in my life. I'm very aware that I'm always doing it. At least, what's so funny? What's that face about? It's a bane of my life as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have to put up with it before the podcast, did you? I did. I lived with you. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair enough. Hold on a second. I'm just muting it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was just clearing my throat again. Um, okay, yeah. So <laughs> we're laughing we because before we started recording, it was five minutes of Newman clearing his throat. And now he needs to do it again. Anyway, I, I was joining a choir in, uh, I wasn't joining, I was in a choir in war, in my last job. Absolutely loved it. It was, it was great for mental health if, if people are interested. And uh, I was very aware that I was the one constantly clearing my throat. <laughs> so I'd bring water. I would, you know, take uh, antihistamines, stuff that would clear up my phlegm, but it didn't help. Yet, yet I was the only one there constantly clearing my throat. It's, it's, it's literally the fast show Bob Fleming joke of the <laughs> documentary maker who cannot stop coughing. <laughs> it actually is. It's terrible. If anyone knows any cures, I've heard giving up dairy is one, but that's just too damn hard. So, but, you know, I did try for a while and then I heard that soya is bad. So, you know. Milk and stuff. I know a lot of people that love that. Yeah, I do drink oat milk. Um, I, I don't have that much. Uh, well, I, that's a lie. Anyway, look, whatever. If anyone has any ideas how I can cure my consistent coughing, clearing of throat and asthma, asthmatism, whatever the word is, please write in to press the action button pod at gmail.com and help a brother out. Please do. I'm sick of hearing. Yeah. yeah did you know, I'm sick of. Uh, hmm? yeah. Did you know Flora is completely vegan? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's vegetable fats. Yeah, which is weird. I mean, I should have guessed it's a picture of a sunflower on the box, but I never realized mm. that. Yeah, well, they you pay for it anyway. It's like ridiculous money for that. Is it? Maybe it's more expensive here than, than London. Well, it's not ridiculous money, but it's much more expensive than butter, obviously. Good old butter. Butter, butter, butter joins the bowl. All right, so with that segue, which has absolutely nothing to do with this uh, week's episode, we're talking, we're, we're giving you, you listeners are completely spoiled. I mean, every couple of weeks, we give you wonderful content, absolutely free. And this week, we have another Hidden Gems episode. So, um, you know, enjoy it. <laughs> um, so last time we did a sort of a generic one, but in the process of thinking of all of them, we realized actually there's a load of games in a specific genre that we would like to do. And one which we haven't actually talked about much, surprisingly, on the show, which is going to be strategy slash tactics games. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, as you say, not a game genre we talk about too much. So uh, we know there's some hardcore strategy fans out there, usually with the most more discerning uh, of tastes um, than your average gamer. 
who uh, would tend to, you know, say sentence, sentences like "gay, think you'll find" in the level eight point three, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So we're not mocking you, but you, you are. Know. You are mocking the direct target audience of this podcast. Yeah, well, whatever it takes to get, you know, no, no publicity is bad publicity. So whatever it takes to get the numbers up, that's what I'm in for. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, so we're, um, we're going to go through, through the same kind of process we do before, where we, we don't know each other's list. So um, we're going to go to the list, play a song, see if we know it, and then discuss it for a little bit. Um, so we're going to do, we have about six in total anyway. So three each. Yeah, and a backup one in case Yusuf chooses my one, like he did for Final Fantasy Seven in the game of the year. Well, this is a problem Second. when for so long we shared games, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's also a problem when there's not that many good games anymore. Oh, good God. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. How many minutes in are we? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Can't see the timer. Hopefully uh, the electricity doesn't cut this time. That was yeah, annoying. Um, I was thinking about... So there's loads of games that I've been playing a little bit recently, and I was thinking, like, I you should be playing them. And I was looking back at some of the... Just like a particular kind of character from... God of War and I know that's kind of fallen back on your list of things it's oh, such a good game you when you really have to play it yeah I would love to play that game I'd love to play what the one Ghost of Tsushima I'd yeah. love to play the Crash Bandicoot game I got I'd love to play Yakuza I've had absolutely no time whatsoever my, my son is just outrageous with the sleep all right awake from 2am to 4am the night before last awake at 1am awake at 4 a.m then at 7 a.m um, and then finally woke up again at eight quarter past eight and he stayed awake and he's 13 months old he's not a baby you know so he's just i think he's like me like as soon as he's awake his brain's like i have to do this and you know so so um, i've had no time i've been you know just wrecked in the evenings and uh unfortunately i've missed gaming so much i wish i had time so. I mean, a lockdown with a 13-month-old definitely isn't easy. So <laughs> that's no pretty reasonable uh, reason for it. But when you do get the time, uh, you please do get to that game because it is, it's really, really well done. Um, yeah, no, I will. That'll, I Actually, I think I'll play that next because I played a bit of Crash Bandicoot and I wasn't that gone on it. So uh, I was going to either put that or Ghost of Tsushima. And I think, you know, God of War will probably be easy to get into. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it. I don't know Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima because I haven't played that yet. Uh, but I mean, this one isn't this God of War isn't a hack and slash. I mean, it, the combat's a bit like that, but it's not you know a quick oh we just go through it like the old ones. It, it's far more story driven, but it's it's brilliant. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Here we go. I'm in. Yeah. So, so how are you? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm not bad. It was snowing today. Um, the biggest snowflakes mm. I've ever seen in my life. They were massive. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot, and and unfortunately, they went very quickly as well. Yeah. Um, I I made a Mickey Mouse snowman with my daughter, which oh, was well, it it was a snowhead, and yeah. it was melting away slowly, looking at us. So, it was probably a bit traumatic. <laughs> if you should end. die before you wake. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why did they say that to children? God. Um, that sounds quite cool. That sounds like a really um, like thankfully she's mad into Mickey and Minnie Mouse and not a more difficult character to make out of snow. <laughs> well, she did ask for Donald Duck, but I, mean, <laughs> I, I was like, no, we talk about Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> a little oh, bit yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so how are you? 
Uh, yes, I'm all right. Kind of same thing. Been playing um, Dark Souls 3 a lot. I was just, I'm on this, the, the version I got was the Game of the Year edition. So it's got the two DLCs with it. So I'm on one of these DLC bosses. It is so difficult. It's unbelievable. But I am, it's, I don't know what it is about it that it's fun. It's just like, I always know that I could do it better when I lose. You know, mm. I mean, like very rarely, sometimes, oh, I can't see because the camera or I'm stuck in a corner. But a lot of the time, it's almost like I back myself into that corner, which I shouldn't have done anyway, you know? Yeah, well, that, that therein lies the challenge that you're like, oh, that's where I went wrong, or this is where I went wrong, and pushes you to try again, you know? Yeah. But um, I, when I got to that point in Naya where I did almost everything, and I was like, why am I even still doing this? I Like, that, that's what happened to me when I was just like, this is outrageously difficult. I mean, the sense of, of you know, satisfaction I'm going to get from beating this boss doesn't equate to the amount of misery I'm going through now trying to beat it. So forget about it. But I, I did finish it, but, you know, there was yeah. two optional bosses. There's def- there definitely is a point where um, you're doing the stuff and it's too much work. And I kind of find that with, I remember I was playing, uh, I redid Final Fantasy X, and you, know, you could fight all the dark Aeons, which are just, you know, 10 times the level health of, of like the final boss in the game. Just so, so difficult. And um, it was at this point where basically everything was maxed out, but I just couldn't hit the characters, the, the enemies, because it, again, w- once, like I had to hit them, you know, 50 times with like a, as much damage as you possibly can do. I just couldn't hit it because my luck stat was too low. And I was just, how do I get that higher? It's just hours of grinding. It's like, this isn't a challenge. This is just, you know, time wasting. And at that point, it's like, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. I never liked the luck stat, to be honest. It was one of those things like, meh, I don't really need it, do I? And then they throw it into something like that. I was like, I, right. Yeah. I don't know what they do ever, really. I mean, item drops. Critical something. hit chance, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Right, but it's weird. Cause I, do, I don't know what it's doing. I don't know how effective it is you know it's important in japan i'd say i don't know um but anyway so i was playing um dark souls 3 i've been really enjoying that and the next i think i'm actually going to go i'm gonna give hades a go on the switch all right which is all that right. rogue like uh, thing which i actually didn't realize uh it's digital only so it's not a physical Ooh. one um which means it's like 20 quid very nice very nice yeah, which is quite cool so uh i'm looking at that i'm not sure i still have uh, a couple of other things I'd like to get into. Well, I mean, I'm going to be a while longer because I, I am enjoying the challenge on Dark Souls 3. It's, it's so, so good. Do you know what I just have to realize? What? I didn't prepare any quiz for you. You idiot. <laughs> and I couldn't find... Yeah, that's what happens when you're... Sorry, there's no quiz this week, people, in case you're waiting for the quiz. But, you know, you would have heard this sound anyway. <laughs> and then a fourth one. So, you know, it doesn't, he he would have failed again this week. So we'll just say he failed. I think much like a Premier League team, he didn't show up. I've been awarded a 3-0 victory and the points. So thank you very much. Uh, I'm happy to accept my first ever winning at the quiz uh, and your ridiculous games couldn't stop me. Well, I could make them up on the fly if you really want to. And then Wait, we'll see how you get on. <laughs> ask me the serial code on your laptop or something ridiculous like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you here. <laughs> your bank card number <laughs> oh wow we got it right we can't put out this podcast <laughs> <laughs> well it's a work one for accessing a website so i'll flash it before your face because i don't care if i get fired now <laughs> you know what fire me i don't care um so i assume you haven't really got to play anything now no no that's another problem with my job so <laughs> well, I better not say too much. <laughs> yeah, well, before we get like into that stuff, let's get into some news then. 
All right. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. One thing I should want to say beforehand, I sent this to you after we did the Mario 64 uh, podcast. I don't think you watched it, uh, a YouTube link. It's of somebody doing a speed run of Mario 64 blindfolded. Oh, I didn't see it. No, that's brilliant. It's ridiculous. It is unbelievable. Like the way he just, like he's he's listening to like these audio cues. He just is remembering because you always start off in the same spot and everything. And um, he does it to get, he doesn't do the full like 70 stars or whatever it is. He does 16 stars because mm-hmm. that's the minimum you need to get up and do the stairs trick by running backwards up the stairs. Um, yeah. But like he do, he's doing that blindfolded and that's so like, you have to be in a perfect position to be able to do it. It's ridiculous how he's able to go for it. That's amazing. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. That's really crazy. I'd um, love to have the time to do that kind of thing. Let me try to finish Mario 64 blindfolded. <laughs> Listen, honey, can you just watch the kids? I just I, I just got a blindfold here. I just want to... <laughs> I've got to do something. It's really, really important. <laughs> yeah. Yahoo! 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 <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, are you going to be the first person to do this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can do it better. I know I can. Um, but it's 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 mental. It's it's just, you know, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube, but you see, like, when he gets a little bit wrong and he falls and he's just like, oh, no. It's, it's so hard to believe he's doing it, but it really looks like he is. Fair play to him. Crazy. Right. So God then, bless you. The news, the news. As I was saying, I was hinting at last week, there is that Resident Evil showcase so we've seen a little bit more of Resident Evil 8. You seem, on, you seem a little bit perplexed. I watched the trailer. I, I didn't like it. I didn't <gasps> like the look of it. What no, did I think? didn't like it. I didn't. I, well, first of all, I was like, the enemies, like you're saying, they're kind of werewolfy. I, I just, yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. And then I didn't think graphically it looked that great. Um, oh, I thought it looked really I, good. I, really? I thought 7 looked better. But anyway, um mm. And uh, I, 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 it was all kind of very brown, if you get me. The color palette yeah. was all very brownish, and uh, it, it, um, I don't know. I, I just didn't blow me away. Anyway. Well, I think it's not meant to be. I mean, it's not meant to be a happy looking place to be. It, it is a bit weird though, because Seven was you're in this miserable, disgusting place, and everything is rotten and festering, and then Eight is, you know, it's like looks like a Castlevania game almost. You know, it's just like giant. Mm castles and everything and very gothic looking um like enemies in it are witches werewolves and vampires yeah yeah see i'm not sure on that i kind of like the slow not necessarily the slow moving but the zombie element of it i enjoy whereas i mean it's gonna feel to me it's gonna feel like a completely different game if you've got werewolves coming at you well it hasn't there's been a zombie in them since resident Evil 6 yeah well well that's only two games yeah, but that's what I mean. But they moved away from it. But like, even the zombies from Resident Evil Six are very different from the zombies from Resident Evil Three. You know, they are. Yeah, but they're still. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I think. Well, we'll see what's going on with it. So it's it's actually the first time I, I believe they have done a direct sequel for it in the next game. So it's not just like oh, it's the same storyline. You're the same character from uh, Seven. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So so hold on a minute. Is this like? I, I saw that they were wearing all Victorian era clothes. Is this just a village where they're dressed like that? Or is this, is Ethan in, in back in time? No, I think it's modern day time. I'm pretty sure it's modern right. day time. Okay. And, but I remember Ford, there's the weird Napoleon fella. Yeah. <laughs> no, so He's brilliant. 
Yeah, it's a weirdo. <laughs> um, so I think they're going just a very different thing. But I mean, like they keep getting the right, really. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. It it does look a bit very different. This one looks more actiony again. So I don't really know how that's going to work. It was good, but I mean, two was more actiony than one. Uh, I think two is probably a better game than Resident Evil One. Um, and mm. I think so. We'll see how they go with it. Well, what what would if would make this a little bit more? But yeah, I'm not sure. It looks like you. It's still really creepy and scary, but it looks like there's a bit more action than um, than seven. But it's still nowhere near four. No, okay. Well, you don't want the uh, what's the name of that movie with Stallone and and Schwarzenegger, the untou- uh, not Untouchables, Expendables. Yeah, exactly. You don't want that kind of a game. I mean, I remember seeing that movie and it was like, basically from start to finish, there was a machine gun firing like the whole movie. It was like, okay, right. Yeah, okay. We get it. It's action, but come on. People missed what they wanted, you know, stop making those films. So they brought all the people back from those films. Yeah, yeah. Um, They released a demo of it, which I was getting ready to play and I was really disappointed to see it's only a PlayStation 5 demo, even though this... Ah. This is going to be released on PlayStation 4 as well. So um, I couldn't get get my hands on it. Ah, well, what can you do? Um, they've also announced they're doing like a multiplayer kind of Resident Evil thing. I don't really care about that, to be honest with you. Um, mm. It's like you can be like characters from the game. So you could be like Leon or Claire or Jill and you run around and, you know, it looks, it's like a big, there's almost like an outline, a cartoonized outline around it. It doesn't look kind of the same thing. It looks like they're trying to cash in on Fortnite kind of success by making their oh no their sort of so game. it's it's not first person this uh, no this this multiplayer one isn't no oh, okay all right, all right. well do you remember the time trial in um four you know or the level where you're just going around and just hordes are coming after you that was done very well so that was that was enjoyable was that mercenaries i can't remember what it was called uh oh that was the mercenaries yeah yeah no that was good fun but i mean this one like you're fighting i don't know like it's just like that's all right but I'm I'm a little bit cynical about it because they did a Resident Evil Three. They kind of brought a Resident Evil Three, and then they were like, "Oh, look, we put this thing on it as well." The multiplayer. It's like, I mean, you kind of phoned in Resident Evil Three, though. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't buy this game for this, so I don't know. But maybe, true, true. maybe this multiplayer is going to be a completely standalone game. I don't know how it's going to be uh, released. Um, mm. Speaking of Resident Evil Three, due to a little bit of criticism that it got, they've announced that with Resident Evil Four. They've, it's kind of hit a bit of a speed bump. They weren't really happy with the way it was going. They thought that they um, they thought they were they weren't sure if they were changing too much. But I think this is bullshit. What they were saying is they got a bit of criticism about Resident Evil Three because they took out the, too much stuff. I don't mm. think people were annoyed that they changed too much. It's that they didn't replace it with anything. Yeah, that was yeah, the problem. Exactly. It didn't feel like a complete game. It no. did not feel like a complete game. So, no. you know. They were saying that as an excuse. But I mean, you know, if, if people remember, it was the original Resident Evil 4 that had changed its direction like three or four times and brought out the great Resident Evil 4 that we now have and mm. Never May Cry and stuff. So, you know, maybe I, I'm much happier that they're going, look, actually, this isn't working. Let's have a look at it again rather than just kind of, you know, sticking something out. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's, you always never know a Capcom. It's either yeah. going to be a gold nugget or a nugget of shit you know what yeah exactly <laughs> shit well, i wasn't gonna say it you mean yeah. shit this is supposed to be a child-friendly pod no it isn't i've never ticked the box <laughs> for child-friendly because i think you can get you know in trouble if you know you if someone does this to it, they're upset um mm-hmm. anyway my last bit of news 
Xbox Live announced that they are going to double the price of their gold. <laughs> I've seen this. Was, was that must have been a popular move with uh, the audience. It was not. <laughs> so what they then did was reversed it immediately. <sighs> they were doing so well. They were doing so well. You know, it's like the, the corporate, you know, clause of... Uh, used to drop the mic there. Uh, the corporate clause of greed just couldn't help themselves from, you know, getting entwined in this scenario where they're like, mm, what if we double the price? <laughs> I think, like, oh, no, wait, we're, we're trying to be cool. <laughs> I think what they were doing was they were trying to push people because that's different to Game Pass. I think they want people on Game Pass because they want to go, look, here are all these new games. Here's what you want. This is, you know, the, the really uh, efficient kind of thing. But not everybody had that. Um, and they want people to move on to it. But I mean, also, it's just, like yeah look they went back on it but it kind of reminds me of xbox were really good with the 360 and then when they were doing the next version that came out the xbox one they pissed off everybody again by going no look you can't trade games with your friends and stuff and you need to go online whatever to get checked in every 24 hours and like they completely went back on that stuff but it's just why like who are you are you not running this by anybody before you're announcing this stuff bill gates maybe so no, because like, and maybe he's like, I told you I don't work here anymore. <laughs> oh, come on. Once, once a gates, always a. Go on, finish that. <laughs> I didn't even press anything there. What do you mean press anything? Did you hear that? No. Oh, my soundboard went off there and oh, it seems like I'm the only one who heard it. That's weird. Hold on, do you hear this? Yeah. That's so weird. Anyway, sorry. Maybe you're hearing um, video game noises in your head. Possibly. What was I talking about? Bill Gates? Yeah. You said once yeah, a Gates, that. always a something. And I was waiting for you to finish it. <laughs> well, thankfully, that sound saved me. <laughs> I, I was going to say once a Gates, always a Gates. I don't know what that meant, but, you know. Um, yeah, so they went on it. Which, like, yeah, look, fair play to them for reversing it. But clearly it didn't mean that much to them if the reaction was that bad. So it's just like, did nobody think it out? Because, like... I saw like on the videos this was announced, all the comments underneath it were people going, oh, another reason to buy a PlayStation 5 instead, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I yeah, I just, there's so many like decisions these companies make that are just so completely out of step with what their demographic wants that it's just stunning. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know what happens. Do the people up there just get so rich that within a couple of, you know, years, they just completely you know forget what the mass is like or you know they're just i don't know born into riches and they don't know it from the from the beginning i don't know what it is but like to double the price of something and expect no kickback is just outrageous now i do have to say that when i remember when the live um, xbox live came out first or whatever it's called this yeah, live service. yeah and the same for playstation i was just stunned that you could get a full free game you know mm -hmm. every month for that price and and you'd also get you could actually get two or three games you know yeah and at the start they weren't great games to be honest a lot of them were just indie games and indie games and indie games and not that i have a problem with that but a lot of them were just rubbish but um you know so i think it's really good value anyway but i do think that you know to do that is just you know come on like we don't have much a lot of people are, are out of money these days you know I just like, you know, like Netflix are every once in a while, they'll put up the price, but they'll put up like a quid. There's something which you get a little bit annoyed about. And then you look back over a while and you go, actually, this has gone up a lot. Just doubling the price or something. Like the, it was meant to annoy people. Like the idea was, look, this will annoy people. And then they'll go, actually, it's just better value to go for 
uh, the Game Pass and we'll just stick with that. That's what they wanted people to do. But do you not just realize that's a bad move too? Especially when currently those people are trying to buy a next-gen console now and they can't, you know? Mm. It's like that, uh, you know, we won't name the company, but the Razer Blade company, their whole strategy is to give you the Razer for cheap and just get you in then on the blades. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most stolen uh, item, you know, Razer Blades. Yeah, so I heard. Yeah. Razer Blazer and Numa Numa, yay. <laughs> Care to explain that? <laughs> the song. Go on. Numa Numa, yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> um, Do you ever hear that song translated into English? It's like, I don't remember what it is, but like one of the lines is, and love of the linden tree. <laughs> you're one of those people who listen to Ironic by Alanis Morissette and you're like, actually, those things aren't ironic. It's a coincidence, I think you'll find. <laughs> I love Alanis Morissette. She seemed to have one great album though and then that was it. Yeah, so but over. what an album. Yeah, it's a fantastic album. All right, and people are turning off in their droves. Let's get into this. Or do you have any news? You always bypass me for news. It's like, I have what I have to say. That's the most important thing and forget about everything else. I do have news. Of course I do. Right, well, let's hear this really important news then. All right. (laughs) On the back of your uh, Mario 64 blind story, I do have a story and it's by uh, Omar Hafiz Bor. And I I, believe me, the story is not going to bore you. Um, So... Don't you roll your eyes at me. So the title of the story is, Is Super Mario 64's movement still the best in gaming? <laughs> I saw this article. Yeah? I didn't click on it because I feel like it's kind of trying to annoy people with that headline. And the triple jump, the best jump. I just love the way he painted this. So I'm only going to read a paragraph. Load up the game and you, you're dropped back at Peach's castle, Castle's entrance. With the shush of that distant distant waterfall, the flitter of birds between trees, that green hillock, hillock, and that blue sky and a specific sense of calm, familiar sense of calm. I'm sorry, I'm reading words that aren't even there. Then you wind up your first triple jump. Wah, woohoo, and release it. Yahoo! And now it's all smiley face. What is he doing? I don't like this story. <laughs> and, mo- <laughs> and mouth agape. And I seriously think this one move alone, I actually, I'm not going to read any more of the story. I don't like it. I could have written this better, Omar Hafiz Bohr. You're, you? That's why you're a contributor and not a writer. Before you, yeah, that's uncalled for having a go at him. But, but before <laughs> you were talking about your super important news, maybe you should have read the article beforehand. I read the topic and I was like, this is definitely a great story. I quickly breezed through it. I was like, yeah, all right. And look, he used the term that you taught me last week, the most important, so it means he's trendy. And pound for pound and jump for jump, to me, 64 still feels like the goat. All right. <laughs> That's not a trendy term anymore. Well, it is to me. So anyway, he's like, yeah, with triumph and joy, of course, Mario 64, still perfectly animated and weighted and timed. He's, he's, he used three hands there. How can he do that? Stop okay. reading it. Yeah, I'm going to stop. You said you're going to stop and stop. Yeah, I'm going to stop know, reading, reading this poor guy's article apart. No, Omar, look, listen, we we are on the same page here. You know, I, I mean, you're a man after my own heart. I just, you know, we'll leave it there. All right. So the next story I have, this is, uh, yeah, yeah, the Microsoft reversal story, which you robbed from me. You always rob one story from me. Wrong. So thankfully, 
<laughs> yeah. How's it wrong? Hmm? How's it wrong? Okay, next story. <laughs> hmm? All right, next story. So uh this is uh this is a story. Gaming firms. <laughs> this is a story. <laughs> yes, this is a story. So gaming firms find nearly seven million for restricting European sales. Ooh, yes, I've heard of this. Yeah. You heard about this? Okay, so uh Valve owner of online PC gaming platform Steam and five other publishers have been fined a total of 7.8 million euros for restricting cross-border sales of PC video games. So-called geo-blocking means games are locked so that a cheaper license intended for, I don't like this term, less well-off European countries cannot be used elsewhere. That That stopped gamers from shopping around for the best deals, said EU competition commissioner Marguerite Vestager. Great name. Uh, Val said it plans to appeal. So uh, the four publishers, would you like to have a guess of who they are? Oh, uh, is one of them Capcom? Of course it's Capcom. Right, right. Uh, right. Ubisoft? No. No, okay, go on. No. So it's Capcom, Bandai Namco, French developer Focus Home, German publisher Koch Media, and US-based Zenimax. Okay. So all five cooperated with the commission, so had their original fines reduced. But the commission said Valve did not cooperate. Ooh, naughty Valve. And it was fined more than 1.6 million euros with no reduction. Valve denied this, telling BBC that we have cooperated extensively, providing all requested evidence and information to the commission. Obviously, they didn't. So approximately just 3% of all games using Steam at the time were subject to the contested region locks, said the firm's spokesman, Doug Lombardi. I'd say it's it's like Franco. uh, Falco. All right. Lombardi. I I thought you were just making a bigger point about like Franco in Spain. I'm like, huh? I do not get this reference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Franco-Prussian War. Um, Okay, so listen, this is this. Yeah, so you you get the the gist of the story. But actually, this reminds me. While I'm on this story, uh, Namco or Bandai Namco, um, do you know what they're responsible for? And you're going to be shocked at this. Do you did you ever ask yourself why they didn't put mini games in during loading screens? Uh, oh yeah I've played one or two games that I have had it and I always thought it was a good idea oh you have but they've been Namco, Bandai Namco games yes it actually has um, yeah. did they take a, yeah. a, a patent down on it they did take out a patent on it the bastard oh, a 20 year patent that only expired in 2015 so that meant that for 20 years we've had to sit through loading screens because of Bandai Namco um, but actually, apparently, if people had done some research, they would have found that in, in the Commodore 64 era, there was a, they were doing this as well. So they just saw the patent and then never bothered to try it. But uh, So that's 20 years of collective patient misery, people, that, that Bandai Namco put you through. So I was... Um, you know. I remember when we did the Mario 64 episode, they, it was something about like uh, of being able to move a camera separately, which was... Um, originally patented i think it was by sega um and mario 64 were going to do this and they were kind of going shit is this going to be okay are we going to get in trouble and they went just do it anyway and they did and they never got in trouble for it but uh so they, they tried to patent that which is a bit of a weird thing i don't really get sometimes because you'd go of course you can't have the rights to that that's an insane thing to have control over it's yeah i always remember this story where i think some uh very well we won't call him resourceful but anyway he was a person and uh he 
uh, patented, no, he registered, trademarked the name um, iWatch or something like that right. before, before Apple released the watch. Oh, right. So yeah. They would have to pay him for the patent, but then, of course, they just called it the Apple Watch so they didn't have to pay him. So. Oh, <laughs> wow. I'd say, I'd say some people in there hate that, though. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. But um, the, the whole mumbo jumbo legal jargon bullshit that these uh, places put us through. So anyway, um, yeah. oh, that's quite mad. It is. I do like. Maybe people don't really really realize it. In a lot of places, games are kind of the same price. But then, you know, games are pretty international. They want to sell them in different markets, but they know that you can't sell a brand new game for sixty, you know, pound or dollars or whatever in a poorer country. So how do you get around to it? But then it kind of gets to the point of if you're able to sell at that price, you know, then, you know, you, you, you're you not supposed to be allowed to just up the price because it's a new region. That's not meant to be allowed. You are if there's costs, but a lot of places do it anyway. Tell, tell Curry's PC World that. You rip off everyone in this country and they give people in the UK great deals. Uh, yeah, I haven't lived in the UK. It's, it is mental. You Like you pick up something um in like a uk whatever clothes shop and then you just see what the price is in euros you're going that's literally double the price that's not what the exchange rate is it's outrageous that whenever there's an exchange rate involved they probably use the worst rate conversion of all time you know what i mean to try and justify it if they even do that but i remember uh, actually it's funny because i remember when a friend went to switzerland and heard how expensive it was and i said oh yeah i said you know that's, that's really expensive and he goes yeah but like so is ireland and i was like you know what? You're damn right. It is expensive. Yeah, it's like you know, so. people say that it's like an expensive place to go. It's just like Ireland's one of the most expensive places in the world. You know, exactly. So if you go to a bit of a tourist trap, yeah, you're going to be in trouble. But if you're buying normal stuff in the shop, it's going to be about the same. Yeah, and just before we get onto the games, tell me one thing that pisses me off. Right, <laughs> right. This is my moan of this episode. Frankie is Kong. the 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 fucking racket that the energy companies have. And after a year, they 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 ramp up the price. You yeah. know why? Why do I have to leave every year? Seriously, just give me a decent rate. There's some kind of agreement going on there where they want other suppliers to get their you know people and vice versa. You know, it's like yeah. they move around. Um, I remember um, I knew somebody who was working in a um, working for a company, and and they called in like a financial advisor to help people out around COVID because they were going people are going to be furloughed stuff like that. And this guy said that, yeah, he was a financial advisor and he used to work for a, I think he used to work for a bank or something or an insurance company. But he said that at the end of every week, those kind of insurance places, they would release what the rates would be for, you know, if you, if you want to compare the insurance rates on compared to Meerkat or whatever, or, uh, you know, energy bills or whatever. And they would then go, all right, we're fifth on the list. What do what extra percentage do we have to give you to become top on the list? So that's what they would do. So yeah. They just change it every week. So you're never yeah, actually getting yeah. a better deal. The, only, the ones who are getting no. a good deal are the companies who are showing. Yeah. Deal. And just so people are aware, there's also very like loose legal terms around a financial advisor. There's financial advisors who are like tied to one specific company. Um, and like they, they don't really disclose that so like they're like oh yeah this place has great rates and they might not be giving you the best rate and like they're allowed to call themselves independent as long as i think it's like they they have to if they have like 50 percent business with one company and then they just use the rest with, with other companies and they're they're called independent but they're not actually independent because most of their money they're sending to this one business there's a lot of uh in dodgy kind of legal terms i, I think it was you know like when mcdonald's like 100 irish beef I think yeah. it was something for a while they set up a company called Irish Beef, but it was but you know 
I think if you bring the meat in from somewhere else, as long as you um, like, process it in the process, country or something like that, yeah, then yeah, it counts. Yeah. So yeah, even if it's slaughtered elsewhere, it's not you know whatever. So yeah, it's, it's just yeah, it's, it's like absolutely positively guaranteed to increase in value. Not yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, like, do you want to get all right. Yeah. So do you want to go first or will I? We usually do you first, so let's keep it that way. All right. Here we go. It's my first game, people. that game <laughs> i think i definitely played this haven't i you definitely played this yeah yeah oh god oh i don't know i can't i can't think what it is it sounds so familiar i'll give you a clue it's by konami oh i may have chosen this game <laughs> as well did you well why don't you tell me what it is in case i so i don't give it away it's Vandal Hearts. Yes, I chose it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But luckily I have another game, so. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember this one because, you know, you were really young. Fucking love this game. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, go on, you tell it us was. about it. You picked it. Well, well, we'll both talk about it. But um, yeah, I remember this was this was a game where I, this was one of the first games that I played where my eyes were like, you know, just dry because I was playing it for so long. And like, you know, the hours would just be passing and passing and passing. I'd be like, what time is it? Oh, it's it's 1 a.m. And that was very rare for me. But um, just a really great strategy game. I remember this was kind of the first game that I ever played where like the world was 3D, but your characters were 2d sprites yeah. and um you would all take your goes and then the, the the enemies would take their goes um so it was just really really great strategy game what, what are your memories of it um i remember i always remember just one of the characters called grog um yeah i think he was like this sort of like down on his luck sort of you know kind of a pirate kind of a uh um a nobody and then you take him on and then he joins your team um and then like at the end as because so the way it works is it's a tactics game and you know you your your fighters go up leveled and then you can pick what like route you want them to go what jobs you want mm. them to have and like by the end he had like this huge like full suit of armor and like a giant shield and axe. You're like, oh, yes look at grog now he's no longer a nobody he's so cool um, yeah yeah i remember if characters died they died Permadeath. Yeah, that was. I remember that was the first thing I remember about this game. I was like, "What? They, they're not coming back?" You know, yeah. it was shocking. And because they they had like names and um, all had unique sprites as well. Because you could have a pretty big team, you know. Yeah, but, that they all looked like who they looked like. Um, it wasn't a thing of like, oh look, yeah, this is just someone that I need to lose. Like, there was no pawns in this. It was they were all characters, and you didn't want to lose them uh, when you were fighting. Um, I just remember that I really loved this game. It was really good fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame because it was like a, a an IP that they didn't really develop after this. I think it was one or two, maybe kind of games that weren't didn't didn't really have great sales or weren't you know that well yeah. critically acclaimed. 
Um, but yeah, one of the first strategy games I remember next to Final Fantasy Tactics that was just a really, really fun, tremendous game. Yeah, it had uh, two sequels. So there was Vandal Hearts 2. And then I think a couple of years later, they brought out on like the, I think it was an online version that you could get on like PlayStation 3 and 360. Uh, it was like a Vandal Hearts game as well. Um, but Flames the Judgment, I think. That was it. Called, yeah, that it? was it. But yeah, it was very yeah. different. So like, I mean, this came out in 96, 97. It looked really, really good at the time. It um, did, it did. But yeah, it just, I think it just, it had the balance so well of, because battles went on for a really long time, as they do quite often in tactics. Games. Yeah. Um, but because it went on so long, you got experience depending on, you know, how many your that individual character did in it and stuff. Um, you would just keep unlocking these new skills and suddenly your archer could fire further or your caster could go over a bigger area. And it's just, oh, wow, this is brilliant. It just, it was always exciting every time to keep going on. I thought. Yeah. Know. Yeah, same. And the archers are just bastards to play against. Like if a couple of them got you at the same time, you're like basically gone. Yeah. But um, great, great game. So not that's that's great that you chose that one. So obviously, people, that must be a super great game. So you should definitely play it. Definitely. Um, I don't know what uh, what uh, platforms you can get it on. So you might just have to get a PlayStation. But um, if you get it, if you are if you have an original Sega Saturn, uh, you can give that a go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can get that game I was telling you about last week. What was it? Chemo's flying something. <laughs> uh, the free game on the demo disc <laughs> full game um, alright which one was that for you so I don't play your song or do you want me to play your that song anyway game two for me alright fine so we go to your first game then or okay. do you want to listen to your song uh, no we should go to my first game alright baseline isn't it yeah yeah it's fun fancy-esque yeah. wall market-esque maybe kind of not at all that type of game though do you know what it is mm-hmm. i do not it is i think the best strategy game i've ever played so i put it number one on my list Ooh. it is age of mythology ah now that you say that i remember that yeah yeah great great yeah. tell us about it the oft the oft forgotten uh, game that came out um, from the makers of Age of Empires one two three and four um, so Age of Mythology oh God I've, I've always wanted them to do another one I've always wanted them now to on something I can play on because annoyingly I can't because it's only on Windows um, it's it, it was so so good so it had the normal real time strategy game that you got from those Age of Empires games or like you know you could move around you had to build up. But it was, instead of going through history, you went through great myths and stuff and mythology of different areas and, and everything. And mm-hmm. you had your normal resources you collected, but you also had a resource of fate. And with fate, you had your individual gods that these people, they you know, worshipped. And with that, you got powers from them. So it just, it was so cool. And there's also this thing about like these giant titans that would show up and fight. So they would just start smashing your city, like this huge giant. And you'd be trying to fight it with like a cyclops or, you know, know, a minotaur or something crazy. And it just, it was so good. The 
stories were really cool because like you know you're escaping through Hades sometimes to get away from people or you're trying to stop somebody from summoning another uh you know giant mythical creature so it just it was so much fun you played as like these great heroes of history and everything like these super powered um roman gods and or whatever like they they moved it around to you know suit the game and everything but it was so so good and a few expansions that came out with it but um they never had a, a sequel that kind of came afterward and it was i for me it had all the good mechanics of the other age of empires games but just way more fun and way more excitement because as you as you went up through the ages as you advanced it's not like okay my knights look a bit different now it's like no i have a whole new creature now and in standing next to like a normal knight you can have, it's just a giant, you know, as I said, minotaur or something. So loved it. Yeah. I think that when you when you implement like, you know, fantasy elements or like magic elements into a game like this, it adds to it tremendously because it kind of takes out the, you know, kind of makes you feel overpowered at times or it makes you feel like you have a get out of jail free card or like, you know, just, uh, you know, just wreaking havoc with, with with things which i which i think is really great so uh this game passed by i don't think i ever played this one but um yeah i think it i i do i do remember it being you know lauded as, as a brilliant game i remember you playing it a lot so yeah so, uh, this came out in 2002 by the way and um yeah it's just it people who played it think it's absolutely brilliant um and there's been a big clamor for a sequel um but yeah just never kind of reached the heights of um the age of empires games mm, shame shame yeah. Okay, so game number two. Um, okay, you ready for this? Yes. I think I I guess what a lot of your games would have been before it was uh, no is this a PC game yes is it an old game yes <laughs> I can't remember what it's called but is it the one where like you fight these armies and you can have like orcs and different people yep you what's got it, it right what's it called this this for me is probably the best kind of game I've ever played in this I still think about it I enjoyed it so much. It is Warhammer's Dark Omen. Oh, yes, God. I completely forgot it was a Warhammer game. Yeah. And I'm not into Warhammer at all, but this game just kind of, uh, I don't know how I got it. I, I just started playing it. And like, it, it, this game is so much fun. You know, it's um, it, like you basically play, I think his name is Bernhardt is your main kind of uh, commander or whatever. And you get like different little uh, army um units 
you can have like orcs and goblins and you can have artillery you can have like wizards and they all have different kind of powers you're fighting a lot of the undead you're fighting a lot of these other like you know giant spiders and like it mixes that whole fantasy high fantasy element with with a strategy game and i just remember like the it had little elements in it that like you know there was like a an arm flexing button that would if you kept pressing it while your battle your units were in battle they would like like boost their morale or boost their abilities and stuff and like you would have a little window in the corner where they'd be talking to you and yeah. like you know if they're like really struggling like they'd be blood all over his face and he'd be like dying and he'd be like you know we can't do this or whatever and they'd, they'd retreat you can get them to retreat you just felt so involved in the actual battle of it you know it was just uh absolutely love this game then you had certain special moves that you could like hotkey to your specific army ranks and you know you had like you could get trolls and stuff and they were, i remember i always remember them because it was only like three of them in the whole unit and like you know you had loads yes. of other archers and stuff and they would like just destroy things and then you would have certain units that would be afraid of other units like goblins might be afraid of orcs or whatever and like they, they if you sent them against them they would like you'd pretty much always win or whatever um really really well balanced game there's lots of optional stuff in it uh your wizards are great because they could teleport and then they could like you know fire off one of their ice you know uh, you know ice attacks or fire attacks and warp back to you and you couldn't engage an army until they were in your like direct uh, view your direct yes. uh, kind of proximity uh but and then you had your artillery which could fire fire you had your cannons like a fire into the air you had uh just it was so much fun and i i don't know if they ever did these kind of th- these kind of games again but um just really so much fun wonderful game love it i remember um it, it, like the, the personality of this as you're saying the fact that they would talk to you and the little dialogue back and forth between them um like in between the battles and as you're saying, the fact that, you know, when you're fighting somebody, it was almost like a WarioWare, like a Smash, not a Smash, a Mario Party game. Like you're clicking so much on like the arm button just to kind of like, oh, come on, fight, 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 fight. And you can see that, you know, you're, you can see your health going and, you know, your units were, um, you didn't really have control of individual units. They were like in sections of armies. And as you were saying, you know, if you were had a bait, sometimes it'd be bigger, sometimes it'd be smaller. And you could see like individual numbers of them dropping away and they'd be getting smaller. So you're like, oh shit, I'm losing or they're dying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really good game. I remember being quite difficult as well. Very difficult. Yeah, very difficult, especially as a kid. Um, definitely had like layers of strategy and, and understanding in, in it. Um, but like I was one of those games and I quickly went through the Wikipedia page and um, one journalist was saying that it was a, a game that should have sold well, but it didn't, you know, right. it was com- commercially unsuccessful, but it was a fantastic game. So just one of those things, you know, whatever happened. I, I always remember one of the lines in this game and you remember it where he meets one of the orcs or trolls or whatever. He's like, he goes, he goes, my name's Erblad Rotgut. He's like, that's your problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, it's just like so well. I mean, it was a PC game, so. They're a bit more powerful for the time, but so advanced for having, you know, voice acting, a lot of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, the graphics weren't great of the actual window characters. You know, they were kind of badly. I remember your man, Bernhardt's hair was just like, you know, really like N64, almost like, you know, skull cap kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, absolutely great game. And I'd love to play it again. Wow, wow, yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, I, like, I always remember this game, but I can never remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Dark Omen. All right. So we have to skip your next one since we already did it. So this will be your last one, I guess. Yep. 
I know what this is. Oh. Tell us. So you've definitely played this game. Yeah. So this, this keep dropping. You stop dropping that microphone. You're Sorry. in the complete wrong position for a podcast. It's not in the cool way either of dropping a microphone. It just keeps tumbling over. Um, yeah. So this is a game that you have also played. Valkyrie Chronicles, the remake on uh, the PC mm. or the PlayStation 4. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I really like this game. I wanted to go for, so I went for a PC game, which a lot of strategy games are on PC games. Um, Vandal Hearts, which is like a re- old kind of classic tactics game. And then I wanted to go for this one because it's a sort of a reimagining of it because I think strategy games worked really well before on limited graphics because you had that aerial view, things didn't need to look great. You just need basically a unit representation of what was happening. Uh, it's kind of things that yeah. advanced. People want that 3D over the shoulder view. How do you kind of do that? So Valkyrie Chronicles is a really good way of that where you take control of the units as you move around. Same thing is they have person that they have all individual characters and personalities and traits. And just, you know, sometimes when you're playing one of these games and someone just gets like, you know, you know, you, there's things are, are chance and you're playing a, a, a whatever and you go, oh, look, there's a 40% chance I'm going to hit this person. I need to hit them twice to win. Otherwise I'm going to lose, but it's all I can do. So you have them just go for it. And then when they make it, and then you feel like that person, that character made it. You know, I don't know. I do that. And I'm just I'm just like, oh, no, you've helped me out loads of times. I'm definitely picking you every time I'm doing this. As if it's a person yeah. else who's done yeah. it. Um, so this did a yeah. really good job. So the original didn't, like, it, the people who got it liked it and stuff. Maybe it's because it was on PlayStation 3 to begin with. And PlayStation 3 didn't sell that well. But, I mean, there's, like, five or six of these games. They're, they're weirdly, the most popular one was the remaster that came out on PlayStation 4 because more people had it. Mm. Um, and then like the next one was like Valkyrie Chronicles 4. People are like, where's 2 and 3? It's like, they were out years ago. They are on PSP and stuff. So um, mm-hmm. it was a bit weird. But yeah, it's a really good game. Really good fun. Like I remember seeing it before, being like, oh, man, this, everyone's saying this game is so great. I don't know if I'm really going to be into it. But uh, no, it, it is it, it is good. Because um, I think like I kind of, a lot of these games do have that kind of fantasy element to them, which I think is quite cool. And this does mm-hmm. kind of move into that a little bit, uh, kind of later ones, but it's very military set in its yeah. aesthetic. Um, but I just think it's an excellent game. Yeah, it's great. And the graphics are very good in the remaster anyway. It's, um, you know, it, it's kind of close to the characters. Um, and like, the, yeah, they all have personalities. You kind of get attached to them. Some of them end up working better with others. They kind of develop a friendship or something or whatever it is. They're just better uh, suited. And um yeah, it was it was a really really fun game, really good game, and I always love the fact that you could sometimes you could like spam it if you like ran quick enough to 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 the enemies, you know, um, flag area, their their barrack or whatever. You could take it over quick quick enough. You know, oh, there was yeah. so many different elements or strategies to doing it, and uh, yeah, the characters are really great, really really memorable, lovable game. Good. Yeah. Okay, so this will be, let me see which one. I'm going to give you this one, right? Because the next one is is not a great game, really. But anyway, here we go. Well, it is, but you'll see. Thank you. 
Not the most uh, complex of uh, musical pieces, is it? <laughs> is it also a PC game? Yes. Is it also quite old? Yes. Is it Commandos? It sure is. I knew it. Uh, did you know I was going to pick this one? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Behind Enemy Lines, Commandos, <laughs> one, one of the greatest strategy games of all time. Um, yeah, it was done actually done by a Spanish studio, would you believe? Um, called Pyro Studios and then published by Eidos. Um, apparently one of the most popular games ever made from Spain. And uh yeah, so you basically commanded as as the title would suggest, a group of commandos. So you had, you know, your green beret and you had your sniper, you had your kind of diver, your mechanic, that kind of stuff, and they all had different uh, abilities. And it was all about you never wanted to really get into a direct conflict with anyone. It was all about strategy, it was all about planning, it was all about timing. Um they actually remade this game recently. There's a remaster now on the Switch. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I must get my hands on that. But um, I just really remember like how much thought had to go into this game. And it, it was not, a, a, you know, like I said, you didn't want to get into direct combat with people. You wanted to sneak away around, like the Green Beret could knife people, um, you know, and you wanted to, like, if you got into a firing match with your pistols, like you'd pretty much always lose against someone with a rifle. And I, I just remember like the kind of, European Nazi esque, um, you know, environments and uh, just, you know, really rich kind of pulling on history before you started each match would kind of give you this big dialogue of the, the time that you were in and what was going on and all. And uh, who couldn't forget the Green Bray going, I'm coming, coming, yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he was supposed to be from, but uh, it, um, it was just, uh, you know, again, you felt really involved. You had the little items in the bottom right of the screen. You had the little backpack and you have to click on the knife to get it out, click on the pistol to get it out, click on whatever item you wanted them to use. Um, so, yeah, just a really, really great strategy game. Yeah, really heavy it. on the stealth. Um, I think I always, am I right in saying the sniper had quite limited bullets? So yeah. you couldn't just sort of go, okay, you know, go and shoot that kind of person there. It was... If you ran out of bullets, he was completely useless, you know. Um, and you, you know, when you did get into a position, like the cursor turned to a big magnifying glass so you could see better. So you still have to take the shot as well. So um yeah. Yeah, I remember this being quite a fun game. Uh, yeah, I knew you were gonna pick it as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't guess my next one. Ooh. All right, so this is one that I picked. I was gonna put this as a main game, right? But then I was like, they made so many mistakes in their rollout of it in the sequel, in their server issues, in like updates that I was like, I'm sorry, I can't make it a main game. So this is like an honorable mention. If they had gotten it right, for me, it would have been one of the best um, strategy games, kind of like a terror defense game ever. Mm. You've played it. Let's see if you can, and we've actually played it together. So let's see if you remember it. Oh.
Well, you know it, don't you? Yeah, I don't think I would have got it. I'd have, I think I would have recognized the music, but I don't think I would have got it until you said that we played it together. Uh, Tower Defense? No. That was called? Dungeon Defenders. Dungeon Defenders, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think there was another game that you're thinking of, Tower or something. I remember that game. I know this was a game, I remember playing this on Xbox 360, um, and it was a game where you basically, I, I think... Would I dare say that um, League of Legends kind of ripped it off in some way? Actually, maybe League of Legends was out before this. But you had a crystal that the enemies were trying to get to and destroy. And they had set paths that they could kind of come down. And you had to like put up traps, put up spells, put up uh, elements to try and stop them. And then you could also get into a straight uh, one-on-one battle with, with the enemies as well. But it was a, it was kind of strategic in the sense that you had waves. And each wave was kind of harder than the last wave. And you had to kind of repair your stuff. And you had to kind of get everything set up before your next wave would come and it was really frantic and it was extremely yeah. difficult as well i remember i don't think we could get past the second level or something on it we played it a lot and we had really really good fun with it and i remember after a while you were like this guy's shit and then you swapped from being like i think it was like a soldier it's like a monk or something or or maybe you were a monk to begin with or something like that uh but i remember we were playing it and as you got on you could have like a little i remember i was like a wizard and you got, i got like a little dragon that would like fire at the same time as me yeah and um then we came, we left it away for about, I don't know, like a month or something. And then we went back down to play it again. We turned it on and there was just, it was suddenly like it's, it slowly went up. So it worked, but going away, coming back to it, looking at the stats of like the weapons, like there was all these numbers going up. It's like, I have no idea what any of these mean anymore. And it was just, I know. we couldn't go on. With yeah. It. yeah. It was yeah. really good fun. It was extremely good fun and they were on to such a good winning formula there, but they just made a lot of mistakes. I think they implemented stuff in the game that like kind of made previous weapons basically useless. And they, you know, they did updates and they did patches and like it would crash a lot. They kind of implemented those pet things that you're saying that would go along with you. And they weren't actually very good. They didn't add much. Um, It was very, very difficult. And I remember like, when they were talking about Dungeon Defenders 2, I was so excited. I was like, oh, I can't wait to play this. They're going to fix all the issues here. And it just rolled on and on and on and on and never came out. And then they were putting out like better versions of it. And like that was out for two or three years. And it took like years for it to launch properly. And I don't think it came out to much, much fanfare. Um, it's a shame because like, you know, it was just really well done. And it was so much fun to play with another person as well. Because like, oh, I'll be, I'll be killed there. Come over, help me. Or like, you know, this is... That, yeah. Yeah, so it was great uh, couch co-op yeah. and a great team team kind of game to play together. So, um, yeah, I, I, that would have been one of my main games, but, um, you know. I must say, I thought you were going to have um, Kessin on your list, and I thought you also would have had uh, a Dynasty Warriors game. Dynasty Warriors isn't a strategy game, really. I thought they a hack have, and slash. They have a few strategy games, though, don't they? Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Now, Kessin is one of the, one of my favorites, but that was on my hidden gems as well, so I wasn't going to add that in. Right. Yeah, um, I, I, that's why I didn't have uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advances because that was on my hidden gems one. But that, to me, is also an absolutely brilliant uh, tactics game. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, yeah I was, so... I was also just going to mention um, Decidia, I think it is. It's just like a huge game series in japan and stuff i never played it for ages and i remember i was looking for a game to play and all the stuff about it people were saying like oh look this is this is for hardcore gamers and stuff like that it's like if you really want something that you know and i don't know if i was when i was 
off in, in college or something like that. And I was like, yeah, look, that's grand. Give me something I can play and have a bit of fun with, really get into. And I remember yeah. seeing the trailers for it and they were like, you can keep really combine things and do group attacks. And they were like, you can go up to level 900, no, 9,999. That's the level you can reach. You could like take over like a million HP by keep attacking again and again. It was just huge. It was completely unlimited in the way that these games are. I was like, oh, wow, cool. So I went mm-hmm. to play it. And then like you're hitting someone and you take like 13. And you're like, what? And you, you know, it took ages to go up a level. And then the next level you take 15. You're like, huh? how are you meant to do this? It's like, you just had to like grind for hours. At least I think that was it. But I remember finishing it and never getting anywhere near the stuff I saw in the trailer. I just think mm. you needed to go to this really difficult um, mode, which I guess that's what they meant by hardcore gamers. And it's just, I was like, no, this is too much grinding. I'm not into this. AKA people with no lies is what they meant to say. Um, another another honorable mention that I had was a game called Defense Grid. Did you ever play that? Don't think the so. The Awakening, which was kind of like, a, it was a tower defense game as well, where you would kind of have... Um, these lines coming down towards your main base, whatever, and you had to like implement all these towers, and you could upgrade them and all. That was that was a really really great game as well. So if people want to play that, um, they can play that too. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I have no quiz, Yusuf. So um, and do you have any um, terrible reviews? No, I didn't look. I forgot about the review section. Oh God! Mm, there you go. <laughs> so you look, you're just going. Uh, no comment so listen this is just going to be a very basic episode where we just have you know this is straight up meat and bones society game uh, episode so you know you're just going to get your content no quiz no questions sent in this week i'm afraid no dickhead reviews so look you know if you like this format let us know but the old family will be returning next week i'd say oh so sorry about that everybody completely forgot it's because i didn't know i I was having difficulty picking the games uh for such a long time i went i actually i was pretty confident you wouldn't pick vandal hearts i thought you were going to pick kesson i knew you were going to pick uh dark omen and commando i knew they were going to be on your list yeah and those are rare pc games for me so you know i can i can you know i can roll with the rest of you pc gamers as long as you were born in 1985 (laughs) modern Um, games i have no idea they were yeah they were cool i mean i would like to kind of get into i just i don't know i mean i'm sure i can get some good ones on playstation like i've never played a civilization game yeah i played the the i did play one of them and it was extremely addictive very good so you know there's something i do quite like about those kind of things but um anyway i've got i've got a lot to play on play on for right now anyway so um Mm -hmm. but yeah maybe i'll go 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 for it later see what i can get Mm-hmm. okay well listen guys thanks very much for listening as always um you know we hope you've had a good week and um, getting through the lockdown and all, all the rest of those positive words for you we love uh, each and every last one of you especially you felix so listen next week um and you know hopefully we'll have another i don't know what we're going to do next week but it'll be good believe yeah. it so you can get us at uh yusuf Press the action button pod at gmail.com. That's right. Okay, so guys, take care and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.